Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nectar Series podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. This podcast is a community-building exhibition that collects beautiful stories, sweet like nectar, from members of our community of Western North Carolina and uses them to weave a patchwork of narratives that connect each of us through our common past, present, and future. Today, we're so excited to be talking with Natalie Newman. Natalie is a business owner of Natalie Nicole Boutique and Salon in downtown Silva. She is a Western grad, a real estate agent, a new mom, a community activist, and her list goes on and on and on. She's also a North Carolina native. Um, And uh, Jessica, we had a really, really great conversation with Natalie. And can you tell us a little bit about what was sort of special about hearing her perspective? Yeah, totally. What I really liked about the conversation with Natalie is that she spoke to how her role in the community has changed since she's arrived here. So her role in the community when she first arrived was different than it was six months ago, which is different than it is now, which is different than what it will be in the future. And she speaks to the evolution of how her role has changed based on her mental health and her role as a mother and all of these different factors uh, that have contributed to that. So we really hope that you enjoy our conversation with Natalie Newman as much as we did. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, this is Corey Phelps, the education and community lead at Calliope Stage. When I'm not helping plan summer camps at Calliope, I'm the artistic director of Destination Theater, which is a theater company based out of Atlanta, but serving the entire nation. Destination Theater is dedicated to creating excellent and imaginative touring productions for people of all ages, backgrounds, and demographics. We aim to provide exciting, educational, and high-quality theater experiences in communities across the U.S. and beyond. What that means is we are bringing the hit children's show, How I Became a Pirate, based on the hit children's book of the same name, to the hit town, Silva, North Carolina. How I Became a Pirate will be presented on the Calliope main stage behind the Triple Threat Arts Academy. We will be performing live. Doesn't that sound nice? Live theater? In-person events? We think so. So we will see you there on June 12th at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Bring a blanket or a chair and learn all about how to become a pirate. Arg. Welcome to the Nectar Series, a community-building exhibition that collects beautiful stories, sweet like nectar, from members of our community and uses them to weave a patchwork of narratives that connect each of us through our common past, present, and future. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jessica. Today we are joined by a business owner, activist, and friendly face in the community, Natalie Newman. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Doing great. How's it going? I am wonderful. I'm doing great. Awesome. So, Natalie, the first question that we want to start out with is how do you identify? Um, So, I am Natalie Nicole Newman. uh, She, her. I am a mother, um, a partner, I am a business owner, I'm a friend, a sister, daughter, all those good things. Like, <laughs> those are all great things. <laughs> those are all awesome. In my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie, what brought you to Jackson County? How long have you been here? How long has Jackson County been a part of your story? Okay, um, so I am originally from Roxborough, North Carolina. Um, And I lived there until I was uh, 13. Um, And then we moved to South Carolina, uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. And then um, I came here to West North Carolina in 2011 for the first time to work in the Gorge in Nantahala. And I actually went back to South Carolina uh, and came back here to West North Carolina to work again in 2012. Um, And after that, I just, I stuck around. Um, And so I lived out in the gorge for a while eventually i left that job um, working in the outdoor center and i went to work at the casino in cherokee um, and i did that for a while and so i ended up in jackson county about 2013 um, i moved to whittier um, and then in 2015 i bought my house in silva and that's where i am now i'm i'm about i'm walking distance to downtown silva i live right right over near bogarts um, and so i have been i've been in western north carolina for a total of 10 years but i've been in silva um, now since 2015. 
And I just want to quickly go back because um, for those of our listeners that aren't as familiar with the area, um, so Nanahala Forest, I call it the fairy forest because I think it's the most perfect <laughs> forest in the country. It's beautiful, especially in the winter when it snows. It's like going into it like this magical fairy forest. So um, like maybe if you can talk a little bit about what it's like there like what what did what exactly did you do when you were working with the outdoor center there yeah so i worked in uh, guest services um and i also raft guided for my second season i actually started raft guiding um i enjoyed being out um on the water and uh my secret is i actually don't know how to swim um (laughs) 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 so uh i raft guided my second season and i enjoyed it it was really nice i got to meet people from all over people just i mean the cool thing about working in the like entertainment industry or outdoor industry or any any of those sectors is that you're meeting people who are they're just there to have fun like they want to have a good time and so I met these people who were just having like this was their vacation this was their getaway they were there to have fun um and I really enjoyed it Nanahala uh the forest it, it's a beautiful the gorge is a beautiful place the weather's great the you know the water's really cold but um it's just really beautiful and I almost felt like I was in this little like you almost feel like you're separated from the rest of the world and I think there's a lot of places in western North Carolina Carolina that are like that is that you feel like you're in this like I always tell people we live in an area where like this is where they take pictures for calendars like you this is the kind of place you see totally (laughs) yes so like and you know this is where people come to vacation to have the time of their lives and things like that so I really like I fell in love with the place because it's so beautiful and I just really enjoyed the people and like I mean I was literally having the time of my life like the people I went to high school were like what wow Natalie you're like living the dream because they would see all these beautiful pictures of me just like having fun and like doing all these great things um and that's really just that made me fall in love with the place just being surrounded by all of this these beautiful like forests trees the mountains like I mean it's like I still when you actually sit and think about like where we live and you like and when I'm talking about it it's just like you you remember why you like fall in love with this place and you like you're like wow it's like I get excited just talking about like why I love the place so it's you know it's cool (laughs) yeah I love that and and falling in love like over and over and over again oh yeah time a new view or even an old view with a new sunlight or a new sunset catches yes. your eye. It's just so gorgeous. So I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. Here's a little tangent for um, not falling in love with the Nanahala is because my mom definitely fell in as oh. we were rafting. Oh, oh, <laughs> She's no. going to kill me for telling this story, but it was so oh. funny. Oh my gosh. My mother who <laughs> is very adventurous, but not that adventurous to want to like be in the water. Uh, definitely just got bumped out of the boat and have we had to save her with like the oar and the whole thing. It was so funny. I laughed for days. That water is cold. It is cold year round. It doesn't matter. It could be a hundred degrees outside. That water's still going to be floating around. What is it? I think it's around 50 degrees uh, year round or somewhere around there. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was definitely chilly. She did not she did not want to go back after that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Natalie, can you explain a little bit about your role in the community? Yeah. So um, that's a that's a that's a deep question. That's hard. Because <laughs> um, I, I think I, I play a couple of roles in the community. Um, you know. I, I do own a business. I own a boutique and salon, Natalie Nicole Boutique and Salon in downtown Silva. Um, but I also, you know, I work in real estate. I, I work um, for a firm out of Chapel Hill. They're actually in Chapel Hill. Um, but I work remotely and I manage the properties that we have here in Western North Carolina and Silva and Cullowee. And so, um, and I also am a licensed broker in the state of North Carolina. So I do a couple of things. Um, you know, I try to be as involved in the downtown community um, and in Silva as possible. Um, so my role, I, I feel like I wear a couple of different hats and I hear that often people are like, wow, you do all of these things. I am, I have to stay busy. I have to be involved in multiple things. Uh, I get bored and don't know what to do with myself if I'm not involved in something. Um, I do have to find that balance because sometimes I like overload myself, but um, you know, I, I enjoy it. Like each of my jobs, because I, I tell people, I was like, I feel like I work three jobs because I have the store, I'm a leasing consultant and I'm a real estate broker. Um, but each of my jobs, I feel like I bring different things uh, and I learn different things and I meet different people. Um, but at the same time, those things I feel like overlap because 
a lot of the times like I'll meet people in my store or like I'll have a, a one of our um, tenants come in the store or like you know sometimes my clients um, you know they become my friends or like my customers at the store become my friends and they become my uh, clients and the real estate so it all like it all interconnects and and it's really cool because I, I do get to meet people meet a lot of new people and, and make those connections and like those things overlap. It's, it's really, it's a lot of fun. It is. Um, and then I'm, like I said, I'm involved downtown, I'm a Jackson County chamber ambassador. Um, and I've been involved in a couple of ways um, in the downtown community in Silva over the years as well. And I'm always looking for my next thing that I want to get involved in because I enjoy, I just enjoy people and I enjoy this community and being a part of it. So so can you talk a little bit about, so we're hearing about all these wonderful and varying ways that you engage in the community. Can you maybe give us just like a brief little like mm, explanation of, or I guess recap of kind of how it all blossomed. So like when you decided to move here and then, you know, more specifically when you, when you moved permanently to Silva, um, what was that process like? Like what came first and how did that <laughs> develop into the next thing and the next thing? Um, so I, my life, um, you know, my life in, as a whole has always, I've always felt like it's like one thing after the other, like, and I, and I'm a big, I know this kind of goes beyond. So I, I'm a big believer in like everything happens for a reason and that we're always exactly where we're supposed to be. And that if you do the things that you're supposed, I say supposed to do, but if you, if you follow your heart and, and do the things that you're supposed to do or whatever, that you'll end up exactly where you're supposed to be. And everything really just works out in the end. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I ended up in Western North Carolina because it was one of those things. I had a friend who was like, you should come work. You should come work at the outdoor center. And I was like, that sounds like fun. Like I'll just do it. <laughs> okay. And I just, and I made, you know, I, I did it and I made that leap. And, um, and from there things just kind of one thing happened after the other. I never intended to stay in Western North Carolina. That was never the goal. I just ended up saying it was one thing after the other. And so, you know, I ended up, um, you know, I, I found the job at the casino and I worked there for a while and I enjoyed that. Um, and then I, I bought a house. Um, well, actually I went to school first. I actually went to Western Carolina University uh, for my undergraduate degrees. Um, and I graduated in 2016 uh, with my uh, bachelor's in hospitality, tourism management and um, marketing. Um, I was a double major. And then I actually went back to Western and graduated in 2019. But during that time, I, I got, uh, I bought my house. Um, I got married. Um, and so that kind of kept me here. Um, started a business. Um, after I left the casino is when I started the business. That was in 2018 um, that I actually, that we started the boutique. That was when we got the brick and mortar. Uh, we had been selling online for a little bit before that. Um, and then ended up, uh, I got divorced. Um, and like I said, I graduated with my master's in 2019. Uh, I met my partner uh, that I with. we've been together for two years in early 2019. Uh, and then we had a baby uh, earlier this year in uh, January uh, 2021 here. Um, and so, sorry, I'm all over the place because my life is always like, it, like I said, like since I've been here, it's just kind of been one thing after the other. And I always tell people, I was like, there's always been something that's kind of like kept me here. I've always got something going on, whether it was when I was married or buying a house or going to school or the business business or working there's always been a reason for me to stay and it's not that I want to leave it's just I always have all I have so many reasons <laughs> to stay always it's yeah. not like uh even if I were to think about leaving it's like well no like I need to stay because I have to finish this or I have to do this or whatever it is and I love it um but it's, it's definitely been an interesting journey and I know that this is kind of where I'm meant to be. And I and I think Western North Carolina, like this area just has a way of like drawing people in who didn't necessarily think that this is where they would end up, but then it ends up like, it keeps you here. I've met people that are like, yeah, I Preach. came here for yeah. like, to come for a summer and I've been here 20 yeah. years. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, right. what? Uh, or people came to go to school here and they're still here. Like they graduate and 20 years later, they're still here. And it's just like, I hear that story so often. And I really just think it's the power of this beautiful place and the people here that just, it draws you in and you just stay. And I have friends that have come and they travel the world and they go other places and then they end up right back here in Western, yeah. Western North Carolina. It's, it's, it's insane, yeah. <laughs> but awesome at the same time. Totally. Well, and I'm sure that part of that desire to stay too is how involved you are in the community and having that community who supports you and you support 
them. Yes. Um, and how you explain that of how you connect to people in the community. Can you talk a little bit about your creative zone or the source of your creativity? Where, where does that come from? Where does it find a place in your life? Um, I, uh, I operate at a constant level of chaos. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which um, we can say I, is probably a form of creativity, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Um, I do my best. Uh, I'm a procrastinator. I'm a habitual uh, procrastinator. Um, but I work best when I have a lot of things going on. Um, it it kind of once my mind starts going, I just kind of keep going. Um, and that's just always kind of how I've been. Um, I've always been the type of person to want to be involved and to stay busy. And, and that's really where um, and I, I don't think I can take 100% credit for it either, because I think I am, I am pieces of the people that I surround I mean we all are we, we are we are all made up of the people that that surround us and that we care about and that we love or, or the people that are past and in our present um, and so I can't take 100% credit because I spend a lot of time around some amazing people here that have inspired me and I know for a fact um, you know I wouldn't be where I am if it were not for the people that I surround myself with or that I come into contact with and it's not always by choice like there are people that just that I've met in this area that just rolled into my life and they have become such a huge part of my life. Whether I met them at Western Carolina University or in downtown Silva or wherever, like they've just, and they have helped me to become who I am. Um, and I, I would hope that people will say the same thing about me that like, hey, I met Natalie and she said this, or we did this together and now I'm doing this. Um, and I, I, I'm sure that that, I'm sure that that happened because I have, when we have other friends that live here and have done stuff because I'm like, hey, let's, let's jump on board. Let's do this. Like you should do this. And uh, like, maybe you, you'd be good at this. And then they go do it. And like, we all inspire each other. And I'm, I'm, I'm big on acknowledging that it's not all me. Like it's, it's the people that I care about and the people who have, who have really looked out for me over the years um, and watched out for me and inspired me to do great things. That's amazing. <laughs> well, and, and speaking to that, because you, you were just talking about how you're really good at telling people where to get involved or how maybe they can use their gifts in the community. Can you talk to us about what, and, and, and the answer might be just that, but what is your gift to Jackson County? Um, I would say, so I, I consider myself a people person. Um, and I guess my gift, gift is, um, because I always try to be involved and I'm always trying to meet people. I'm always trying to start those conversations. And I'm a lot, I'm a lot like my father, I guess, in a lot of ways, because I grew up and my dad, he is the type of person that like, first of all, it seems like he knows everyone, but it's because he talks to everyone. He's such a personable person, um, such a nice guy. And he's always been a like, talk to whoever, help whoever, like reach out to whoever. Um, and that rubbed off on me big when we were growing up. Um, I love to like meet people and I'm not the type of person like, oh, I'm not going to talk to that person because they're not like me or they don't think like me or they don't live like me. Like I've always been like, I'm interested in people who are different than me. I want to learn and I want to, I've grown so much over the years because I'm so like, I want to meet and talk to these interesting <laughs> people. And like Western North Carolina, I'll be honest, in, in a lot of ways is very diverse, but then in a, a lot of ways, not as di diverse as other places. Um, but I, I'm a big person, a big believer in like balance. And I think there's a lot of balance there, but there are some very interesting people in Western North Carolina um, that come from wherever and, and, and think however. And I mean, there's, there's so much diversity, um, definitely if you explore. And then sometimes you have to look for it. Like I tell people all the time, you know, so I am an, I'm a, a black business owner here. I'm, I'm a black woman living in Western North Carolina. I'll sit down and think sometimes like, you know, it's been a couple of days since I've seen someone who looks like me, you know, even in my store, like it's, it's not every day that you see another black woman walk through the doors because you don't see a lot of, um, you don't see a lot of people of color in this region overall. I mean, we're here, they're here, like we're here, but like, it's not like you go to other regions, even in North Carolina or even other states or, or places all over the country. And it's, it's not unheard of to see people from all over the world. And like those people exist here. I just feel like it's a little less concentrated than, uh, than in other places. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like I go off on tangents a lot. Um, <laughs> we love it. We love it. No, that was great. So I think my gift, I guess, is just one, like, because 
again, like I, I want to meet people from, from all backgrounds and I, I want to befriend those people and I want to be for them to be a part of my lives. Uh, and also because I know I come from, I'm, I'm not from this area. And so I think that's part of my gift is that I, I bring some different things to the table, maybe that people aren't used to seeing or the fact that I'm not from here. Um, but I, you know, I do believe that I'm a friendly, like personable person. So there's that. Um, I think that's kind of my gift is that just like, this sounds crazy, but just being me, like just yes, <laughs> existing. Absolutely. absolutely. <sighs> well, and, and I, I also love the idea that yes, you're, you're not from here, specifically from Western North Carolina, but you're from North Carolina. Yes. You lived in South Carolina. Like, like, you know, the culture and you understand the community, even though you didn't grow up in this specific community, yes. which I think is such a, such a gift to bring that you're not having to, um, learn about the culture per se you're just using your own gifts and and putting them into putting your time and effort into this community well i, I would say um you know like i said i'm originally from roxmore north carolina and when i think about where i'm from i'm from small town usa like roxborough is a small town I'm, i you know we grew my my dad's from person county from roxborough um i grew that's where i really grew up um and it's a small town person county um is and has been and continues to be um they have a high level of, of poverty in person county and it's a small i mean it's a small town but like i just remember growing up and like it was very a close-knit community people knew other people like you look out for other people whatever it was um so this area reminds me of that in a lot of ways just because like I think that's why I've never moved to a bigger city is just because i'm so that's what i was used to was being in a small town um and there's a lot of things that like, I would kind of go, I still have friends and family back there. And like, I'll think about like what's going on back home. And, you know, especially last summer when we were out on the streets protesting and things like that, and there were conversations happening all over the country. And so I would check in with my hometown, just kind of see what's going on. And I would remind myself that like this, this place is not that much different than, than back home. And I say back home, but like, this is my home. Um, you know, this is where, you know, I've started my family. Um, you know, this is where my partner and I and our daughter, this is where we live. This is where I call home. His family is my family. I have friends here. They're my family. So this is really home for me. I don't really go back to Roxborough, North Carolina, but even though I still have family there, um, so like, look, but looking during those times, you know, when there, you know, protests happening all over the country and things like that, I look back and I realize like, I, that's still small town USA. And there's a lot of things that cross over and they're the same. And, and I mean, of course there's things that are different, but like at the core, you're still in those tight knit communities. Um, I actually kind of want to follow up a little bit. Um, so you engage in this community in so many ways, socially, um, economically, um, you, you know, just all these different facets to who you are and how you engage in Jackson County and Western North Carolina. And um, as someone who has those many different and often intimate perspectives, uh, I'm just curious, where, where do you, or I guess maybe the better word is, how do you see Jackson County in particular growing. I'm just curious, like what your perspective, we were talking before the interview about, you know, new things that are popping up in town and how the landscape um, is, you know, constantly changing, but kind of seems to be changing maybe with like some new flavors. And so how do you see the growth happening or, or the change happening? Um, you know, a lot of my perspective has changed. You know, when you talk about last summer, um, when I was protesting, and we were out trying to make changes and, and protest and try to get our local government to kind of see some different things um, and make some changes. Um, I think my perspective has changed a lot in that I've kind of taken a step back, um, you know, as an activist, I've kind of taken a, taken a step back because again, I'm a big believer in balance. And what I'm seeing now happening in Silva, um, and I, I think it's huge. The people that are from here and have been here for generations, they make up so much of this community and they're so important in this community and they will always be important in this community and history is so important. But you see these, these people like myself who have come from other places who care so deeply about this community and call this community home. Like, I think that what we're gonna see is those things eventually like kind of balance out. I know that it's hard when you're from an area and you see these people come from other places and you're used to things being one way and to see those things change. Cause I, I know I'm not 
the person that's like, oh yes, I'm all gung-ho for change and I want to see things change overnight or anything like that. But I, I know that change is often inevitable. And I think that change is so important and it's a big part of growth in our personal lives and in our communities and things like that. Um, and it's not and it's not a negative thing. Of course, there are things that there's growing pains and things like that, but it's not a negative thing, um, especially if we're all going to live and thrive and survive together. Um, you know, for instance, I came to this area, the, my partner, his family for generations have lived in this area. We're very different people. Um, his family, they've been here forever. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So, but we, we balance each other out. And I, I look at the community in the same way. It's like we, him and I believe differently, um, you know, our political backgrounds are a little bit, we think a little differently. Our, you know, growing up, we were obviously raised differently. Um, he, he's a white male and I'm a black, I'm a black female. And so like, there's just some things that sometimes are a little different and we don't always see eye to eye, but at the end of the day, because we love each other and we care about each other in our home, we, it all balances out and we're, and it makes for a very happy relationship. And so I look at our community here in Silva and in Jackson County in the same way. You have people who are from here and they have grown up here and they view things a certain way. And you have people that come from all over and they come to this area and they see things a certain way. But when you, when you love each other and you love your home, your community, you can work together and find that balance. And you really like great things come from that. So where do I see Silva and all of that growth? You know, I see, I see great things happening happening economically here in Silva. I see all of these businesses um, thriving. I see all of these new businesses, even in the middle of a pandemic, opening their doors and, and doing well and doing great things. Um, and and those talking to those business owners, because I know a lot of the business owners downtown, they care so deeply about this community and they care so deeply about the people here and about making this a place where everyone feels welcome. And I just think that I, I really see it's gonna be hard. I know there's pushback. I know there's gonna be pushback. I know there's gonna be growing pains and people that don't really feel or see kind of what that vision and where it's going and that sort of thing. But I think in the end that balance, it'll all come together and it's gonna, Jackson County is an amazing place. So it was an amazing place and it will continue to be an amazing place because of that vision and where we're going. Like all over the country, the times are changing, things are changing. And we're just part of that, that whole cycle and we're all moving towards it. I mean, I think this area is a little different in a lot of ways, um, but we are not immune to, to changes and moving forward and things like that on, in all aspects. So right. I see amazing things on the horizon for Silva. And like I said, I've stepped back from the activism and it's because of that mindset and that I will always put the work in that I need to put in. And I will always do the things that I think are right and do right by others. Um, but sometimes I think it takes stepping back a little back bit and realizing that like things will find their way and they will balance. I will do all that I can do, but at a certain point I have to step back and kind of let either other people do the work or kind of let things fall into place if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I love that of like setting boundaries too. <laughs> Yes, right, because right. it gets exhausting sometimes. Like I spent a lot of time right. last summer, like being really involved on the activism side of things. And like, I, and I still am involved. Like I, I am still involved, but it's in a, in a different way. And I've got things that I've got to kind of shift as a mother now um, and, and working so hard. Like I have to kind of shift things, um, but I still care very deeply uh, about helping facilitate and, and create an inclusive environment here in Silva and in Jackson County and at least doing my my part that I'm still involved it just looks a little different uh, nowadays for me for sure right and this is such an important perspective I think so I'd love to just like ask a, a follow-up to kind of dive a little deeper so even just going back to sort of the social microcosm of you and your partner and how you build a home by navigating, you know, two different backgrounds and kind of seeing what things align, what things are maybe not aligned, and then um, reconciling that and figuring out how you still grow a home together because there is love there and a desire for that to happen. So I'm just curious what your what your advice or what you would say to to people and communities um, grappling with the same same things that Jackson County is, you know, these different perspectives coming to the table in a very intimate setting because we are a smaller town in order to build a community because we love it so much, even if we think differently. And so I'm gonna, this is a big question. So there's that <laughs> side of it. And then also 
Um, with Calliope, this is exactly the kind of thing we want to cultivate with our company is we keep saying diverse cultural gathering spaces where, you know, people are comfortable with discomfort and, and how do we create a welcoming environment where we can kind of, you know, figure out where all these pieces come together to create something new. So, so, may, so again, just to recap that whole huge question, um, what unique perspective can you provide to maybe a community and Calliope stage trying to do these same things that you and your home are doing? Yes. So that is, uh, that is a big one. Um, uh, I will say that like, first of all, I'm not perfect and I, I definitely am still learning. I'm still growing um, and that sort of thing. But I think at the end of the day, what you have to remember first and foremost is that we're, who matters, it, it, it's the people. It's, we're all humans. We are at the end of the day, what matters. And I think we all get tied up so much in um, focusing on history or whatever, or, or being passionate about things or ideas and things like that. But I think when you finally, when you kind of push that to the side and realize at the end of the day, what matters is one ourselves, um, but two, the people we love, the people we care about, our communities, but the but at the end of the day, it's one, it's one thing, it's, it's other humans. Like if you if you really break it down to like, we need to do what's right for and do right by other humans and push kind of all, it's great to be passionate about things and ideas and doing stuff. Um, and that's great. And we should definitely, you know, everyone should be focused on whatever their goals are, whatever that looks like. But like, you have to, at the end of the day, realize that like, you have to do right for yourself and for other people and by other people. Um, and when you when you focus on that, I think it really changes how you react to things. Um, for instance, like my partner and I, sometimes we will like argue about or bicker about things, like things, but like you have to take a step back. And I, I take a step back and I realize I really love this guy and like I care about him, but we're arguing about this thing that, you know, five years from now, it doesn't even really matter. Like, <laughs> like if I, I will love this guy and I love this guy. And right now, like I'm looking at someone that I like, I love, like I need to do the things that are right by him and for us. Um, and I, I try to use that in my, like in my day-to-day -day life and like think about the fact that like, if you care about you know, your community, other people, about the people you love um, and you do the things because I don't I don't know all the answers to everything I really don't uh, I'm still figuring out but like honestly the biggest thing for me is that like when I really like I just want to care about other people and I think a lot of times in life we see things from our perspective and sometimes no matter how hard we try it's hard not to see things from our perspective and from our experiences and what we've lived but the more we focus on realizing that there are other people that we love and there are other people in our communities and that their lives are not going to be in their paths and what they're dealing with their struggles and or even their successes are not necessarily going to look exactly like ours um and that's been a big thing if we're going to reflect like kind of how to translate that from my my partner and our relationship and and kind of so so like we've had conversations before where I'm like, you know, where we are right now, sometimes that, that kind of where we are in life right now is kind of how we make our decisions and kind of how we believe if that makes sense. Um, I guess I'll use an example. Um, if I, if I have an amazing job with amazing healthcare and benefits, um, and I don't have to worry about where I'm going to get my next meal, and I don't have to worry about where I'm going to go home to at night, or if I have a roof over my head or clothes on my back, then sometimes it may be hard for me to really understand what it's like for someone who doesn't have those things or that may have to worry about like where they're going to get their next meal or, or things like that. So for me, it's a big thing for me to say, to remind myself that one, all of those things, regardless of what I have right now, all of that can change in a moment's time. And so on the topic of like, you know, basic human needs, like food and healthcare and things like that, I have to realize when I'm arguing my beliefs on what I think people deserve or don't deserve or whatever it is that like I'm doing that from a place of where kind of where I am and so I can't like I have to remind myself and this is say remind myself but in general I think we as people have to remind ourselves that like our situations are not always permanent that's, that's not the way things are always going to be that's not the way that like everyone experiences things and like these are conversations my partner and I've had where I'm like just remember like just because you have 
great health care, you have this great job that pays well, that like that can all change tomorrow. And for some people, that's not the case. So when you're making, when you're thinking politically or you're thinking, um, you know, how you're going to vote or how you're going to, you know, what the things you're going to fight for, you have to remember that like other people don't necessarily have those things and you could easily not have those things tomorrow. So you can't be like, those people don't deserve that because blah, 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 blah. It was like, that's just really not how it works. Like things can change in a matter of time. And I, I think part of my, part of that comes from, I've been on a couple of different sides of those things. Like I've, I've had amazing jobs with great benefits and I've had jobs where I'm like barely scraping by. Like I've had times in my life where I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, I have times where I'm on top of the world and then I have times in life where I'm like really low and like really going through and having a hard time. Like I've seen a lot of things in life. I've dealt with a lot of things in life. I've been, I've struggled, I've been there. Um, and so I think that kind of gives me the perspective of like trying to see things from someone else's point of view, I guess. But I think not everyone has the opportunity because not everyone has has had those experiences. But that's another reason why I like to like meet people and talk to people is because you learn a lot about experiences that I maybe never will have the chance to experience because I'm not in someone else's shoes. So by talking to other people in the community and meeting other people, like I can hear their story. And that's a big part of everything for me. It's like, I want to know where did you come from? Where have you been? What have you done? What, where are you going? Because it allows me to see things and like understand again, things that I, I may never live um, because I'm not that person and that I don't know if that really even I have gone off on a tangent I am so sorry no, but, but <laughs> Natalie you were like speaking my language I'm speaking sorry. my story I I have had situations where as as an actor you know I'm literally I have $500 in my bank account and I'm like well, how am I going to pay my rent how am I going to buy anything other than peanut butter and jelly my and, and my sister who is also in musical theater just had a different trajectory in her life and so when she's talking to me about 401ks and iras and i'm literally sitting with 500 in my bank account and i'm saying we can't we can't talk the same because we're living different realities we're yeah. living different stories but she needed to hear me go through that reality and i needed to hear her go through that reality and because of that we were able to think about things differently in the future. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. And, and the idea that if you don't talk to people and you don't hear people's stories, then you're not going to know what surrounds you. Yeah. So totally. I, I really think that's like, if anything, and I guess to simply put it, we need to be able to like listen to others, to talk to other people. to And I think that's great. You guys are, I, I think you've, you've got it. You hearing other people's stories and having these conversations is a big part of it because not only are you all listening to these stories but you're you're sharing these stories with other people so like all of these people that you're interviewing and you're meeting for the podcast like people are going to be able to hear those stories and like we're sharing there's like this collective that you're like you're sharing and you're understanding people from different backgrounds who've had different lives and different stories and things like that so that I mean that's a big part of it it's just one being willing to listen and but also being willing to share and then just remembering that we're all humans with our own lives and our own problems and our own successes and our own failures and that none of us are perfect perfect uh, and none of us have it all figured out like at all that's one thing I've learned in life I am 29 years old and if I if one thing I've learned from talking to so many people is just nobody has it figured out no matter how not much they seem like they've got it right? together, yes. they do <laughs> not. People hide it very <laughs> yes. well. Yeah, but well, actually, I think this kind of goes hand in hand. But it's a question that we definitely hit on with every guest, um, and we it, this kind of moves us uh, in that direction. But um, you've told us about what you love about Jackson County, what your contribution to what you feel your contribution is to the to Western North Carolina. Um, how does this community challenge you? Um. <laughs> So I guess the biggest challenge was, or has been, um, because I was so involved uh, and am so involved in the community, um, and you know, social justice is a big thing for me, and and being, I guess, trying to get people to understand again that like not everyone has it the same. <laughs> Everyone's got a background, different story. Um, I think it's definitely challenged me um, because I went from a person who I've always been kind of a people pleaser. 
But last summer protesting kind of taught me that I, I'm not going to make everyone happy because not everyone's going to agree with the things that I feel or the things that I believe. Um, and that, that was a challenge for me because I, I spent last summer protesting, um, you know, with people and meeting people um, and being interviewed and, and, and kind of being in the middle of um, some hot topics and things like that. And I, I quickly learned that like, no matter how much of a people pleaser is, is when I, when I have a voice and I speak the truth and if I say things that maybe not everyone agree with, because those things came from my heart. Those were, those were things that I believe in. And I think, uh, and I'm a big believer in like creating an, an atmosphere that's in, inclusive and, and as fair as we can make it. Um, and sometimes people don't necessarily agree with the way we get there or, or, or those things. And so I quickly learned that not everyone's going to like what I say, um, and that sometimes people are going to say some very, some very evil and mean things. Uh, I've been called names. Um, there were, you know, there was a time where I, I and I, I feel a lot better now. Things have kind of cooled down, and um, you know, politically across this country, things have kind of cooled down. But like, there was a while there where like I didn't feel safe being in Silva. Um, and I know a lot of people, um, and I've had friends that have said that publicly and I've said that publicly. And, and there was a lot of uh, kickback there of people, you know, being, or a pushback there where people were like, uh, how could you not feel safe here? And it's because again, it comes back to, we can't always look at things from our point of view. And for me, I didn't feel safe because I had people saying mean things about, about me, uh, about my pregnancy, about my, uh, my business, uh, about who I am. Um, you know, I, I had people that were making these generic threats towards the people that I was protesting with and, and trying to make these changes with. I was watching the people literally that I was standing beside in protest and I'm watching these comments being made and threats being made. There, there were just so many instances where I just, I just, I started to get to the point where I didn't want to be out by myself at night. And I, and that was never, um, and this is not always, it's never, that was never a, like a constant thing, I guess. And when I moved here to Western North Carolina, I loved it because I, I always felt so safe. And like, I always tell people Western North Carolina is great because if I leave the house and forget to lock my door, it had always been like, it'll be fine. Like whatever. Or if I, if I didn't, if I leave my laptop in the car, it's like, it'll be there when I get back. It's very rare that things just like walk away and go missing or that people get hurt or, or that people or bad things happen really in this region. It's a pretty safe place overall, especially comparing to other places in this country. Um, so it was really hard for me to kind of get to that point where I was just like, you know, seeing all of this, you know, I, I had to take a restraining out, order out on another member of the community. Um, you know, I ended up getting a security system for my home. Um, I, I was sleeping with a, a handgun by my bed. It, it was just like this whole like ordeal. I was pregnant and, uh, and very afraid of, of what could happen because of all these comments that were being made and things like that. And so that was a huge challenge for me in, in this area is because I was looking at this place that I love and that, and in some cases, there's just people that were so kind to me. And just because all of a sudden I didn't, say the things that they wanted me to say or believe the things that they wanted me to believe or, or whatever it was, um, that all of a sudden I was considered a threat to them or all of a sudden like they wanted to say these mean things. Um, and a lot of times I don't, I don't think, I, I got to a point though where I started to realize I, I, again, I'm so big on trying to see things from other people's point of view, even if, if they're not necessarily in the right. Um, but I, I kind of started to understand where some of those feelings um, are, were coming from. I think a lot of times when people act in those ways and they say those mean things, um, and I don't know, sometimes they weren't directly directing at them at me, but like I knew they were directing the people that I was around and, and making these general statements. But I realized a lot of times those, those statements come from a place of fear. Again, people are afraid of change. People are afraid of, of different. And I think that helped me to understand it. It doesn't make it right at all. I, I hate it not being able to sleep at night. Um, I'm a lot better now, um, but I, I just, I hate it being, feeling like that in a place that I love. I mean, there were times where I was like, is is this the place for me? But but I, I was reminded that like, there are so many people in this community that continue to stand by my side and, and they came to my side and they cared about me and they always made sure I was okay. And they watched out for me and had my back. Um, 
but yeah that was a that was a big challenge for me and I hate I hate that that little blemish <laughs> is in my in my memory of, of this area because again I, I love this place and I love the people there was just and until this day, like, I know that there are people that have negative feelings toward me, towards me because they know that I don't necessarily agree with the things that they agree with. Um, but I do care, even those people, I care about those people because they are a part of this community. And my, my hope is that we can all kind of come together and continue to grow this community and that um, I think it'll take time, but that eventually, like, people won't see things that way and they won't be mean to other people and that we can at least find some kind of common ground and work things out and uh I still care about those people even though like you know simply put they hurt my feelings or, or they they made threatening statements or they or they made me feel less than or whatever it is I, I mean I still care about those people because they are a part of this community that I love so much and like I really do hope for the best and I hope they find happiness and like because again I, I I even think that some of that comes from some of the things when people do negative things or they say mean things or they threaten people sometimes I think it's not necessarily a personal thing I think again it's fear but sometimes I think sometimes people are just not in the best place when they make those statements or they're coming from a place of anger or misunderstanding again why I think it's so important to sit down and talk to people because I have had conversations with people in this community that don't agree with me, but we can walk away from the table and we're still okay. Like we're good because I've listened to what they had to say. They've listened to what I had to say. There is no, like, we don't leave with any kind of animosity because again, we're listening and we realize that even though we don't necessarily agree that either we can come to kind of some kind of compromise or that like, Hey, you're a human. I'm a human. Like at the end of the day, it's important that we both feel okay walking away from this table. Um, so yeah that that was probably the biggest challenge for me is just like realizing that things are not all honky dory and that beautiful small town usa also these places have their problems and they have their issues no matter how great and and calendar picture perfect these places are they still like you still have your issues just as we're all human like this is kind of where it is we're not always going to agree with with each other we're always there's going to be things that kind of cause little ripples and, and things like that in the community but at the end of the day like if as long as you care about other people and again try to do I've always like my goal in life is just to try to do the right thing and to do right by others like that's such a big thing for me and I hope to teach my daughter that as well like no matter what and how you feel and what you believe at the end of the day just make sure you're trying to do the right thing and do right by others I'm never like no matter how much I disagree with these people in the community that don't agree with me like whatever like I still would want to do right by them like if there comes a, a situation where I have to make a decision to to hurt them hurt their feelings or, or whatever it is like I don't I don't want to take that road like I want to still do right for like if those people contacted me today and were like I need food for my table if I can make it happen like I'll make it happen just because I think it's important to still do right by people like they're people like they're humans as well we just don't necessarily agree on some things um and maybe they said some harmful things but like I can I can I've grown enough in my 29 years now that like I can only hold on to my being upset or being angry for so long before I'm like that like I'm big on like watch your energy realize where your energy is coming from and I really just don't at the age of 29 have the energy to hold on to like that hate like I just I can only hold on or like the anger for so long like I can't hold on to it forever it's just it takes too much of your energy and it makes you miserable so I would rather just be able to be like all right I was angry I was upset about it I'm upset that that person said this or that or did this or that but like you know what we gotta we gotta push forward because at the end of the day there I mean there's goals and things to be done and like again like I said I'm still working in the community to try to 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 make it a better place for everyone and so there's work to be done so I've got to watch my energy and I've got to keep pushing forward moving forward <laughs> beautiful and I just I I just want to say I like am really inspired by your grace and your growth mindset and your perspective on humanity as a whole and how you exist as part of that humanity. I just, one, it stated that it's very inspiring and it's, it's um, beautiful to listen to. And so I'm very appreciative of that. Um, I also just have kind of a personal curiosity question because um, I, I am a mother myself and I, you know, I'm hearing you talk about how your perspective or at least how your engagement or the challenges have evolved 
I know that when I had my daughter, it was like, you know, those like old, I don't know if you, what do you even call them? Where you like clicked a button and a new picture showed up in the viewfinder and you clicked oh. you were, Somebody oh. listening now knows what it is and they're yelling yeah. at their stereo right now. But um, so, yeah, so I, I feel like someone, I had my daughter and a button clicked and I had a totally new perspective. Do you think that's factored into anything you've just spoken about or just in general um, about who you are now versus pre-motherhood? Um, absolutely. And even when I was pregnant with her, I there that was kind of, there was a point in my pregnancy where things got heated. Um, you know, I was standing at the, uh, the top of the stairs of the Jackson County courthouse. Um, and I was, I had called in to talk to the town commissioners during the commissioner meeting where they were going to vote on what to kind of what to do with the statue moving forward, that sort of thing uh, with the Confederate statue. Um, and that night got really heated. And, you know, after some conversations and realizing kind of where things were going and, you know, having deal, having dealt with harassment and, and being afraid of, you know, coming home alone at night and things like that, like there, there was a point where I was like, okay, I am getting very close to having this child. Um, I need to protect my family. Um, I knew I wasn't going to like completely step away. Like I knew that wasn't even an option, but I knew I did, I did have to shift a little bit with having a little one coming into the picture, but it definitely changed things for me. Like I, um, you know, I lost my mother when I was 13 years old, when we still lived in, uh, in Roxborough, North Carolina, I lost my mother, um, at a young age. And that, that changed my perspective on being a mother and becoming a mother. I never wanted to have kids until I met my partner, um, well, I, I wanted kids when I was younger. I lost my mom and I eventually got to the point where I didn't want kids. And this for years, I said, I didn't want kids. I didn't want kids. I met my partner. I saw how he was with his family, um, you know, and how close they were and, and just, and everything, that dynamic. And I, and I finally wanted kids. And so we decided we were going to have our, uh, have a kid. Um, and, you know, no, coming from a place of like knowing what it's like to lose your mother and standing on those stairs, shaking talking to this, uh, to the town commission or to the, uh, county commissioners, um, you know, expressing how I felt about the things that were kind of circulating going on surrounding this Confederate statute and things that were going on in our community. And like, so there was like all these things going on in my head. Like if you take thinking about my mom, um, thinking about myself about to be a mother and like thinking about the future, like for my family and for my child. Um, so like you said, those things, like a lot of things was, were going on in my head and it did kind of shift kind of how I, how I view things in those moments and kind of how I view things now. Um, I want to keep my family safe. I want to do right by uh, my family. Um, but and I have to find again, balance. I also want my little girl to grow up in a home where she knows that if she wants to speak out, if she believes certain things that she is, she is, I want her to feel empowered and able to do those things and, and to, to have a voice. Cause it took a long time for me to come out and say those, what the things I believe, like I, like I said, I was always a people pleaser. So I was sometimes would feel certain ways, but I wouldn't make it public or like voice those things or really dive deep into what those things meant for me. I don't want that for my child. I want her to know from a young age that like, maybe if you like, if you, if you feel like something is not right and not fair, like it's okay to like speak out about it. Um, I want her to feel safe. I want her to feel empowered. Um, but at the same time, I've got to find that balance of like how much can I be loud and, and, and say these things and have people insult me or threaten me um, and keep my daughter safe, but also teach her that like, hey girl, you like, you, it's okay to speak out about these things and it's okay to be a powerful a woman and, and a powerful person in your community. It's really, it's hard for me because I'm like, everything has changed for me becoming a mother, but like, I'm like, it's crazy. I'm just like trying to find this balance. <laughs> and like I said, I'm still figuring it out. Like, I just want, I want my daughter and I want other women and I want other, um, other little uh, girls to kind of gain the things that I've gained by being in a community. Jackson County has some very strong women. Like Silva, there are some very strong women, uh, you know, business owners, leaders, like, you know, people that are just really, and, and just strong people in general, like leaders in general. But like, I know that a lot of where I am right now is because of some of those women in this community and the women in my life, um, the family members and, and everyone that kind of those 
with my mother that have been strong women and have, have been loud and proud and, and strong women and kind of just gone forward and just like, and done these things. And so like, I want that for my daughter and I want other women younger than me and sometimes older than me to look and be like, you know, Natalie is okay with standing up for what's right. And Natalie's okay with putting herself out there. Natalie's okay with being loud and sometimes not being agreed with um, because her goal at the end of the day is just to, to kind of, create this this community or help create the community and put good things out into the world um so there's sorry there's a lot there's a lot that's like always going through my head and like I said I'm still figuring out my kids only three months old now um so like we're still really new at this and I really feel like I'm kind of like like everybody else I'm kind of learning as I go like there's some things oh, yeah. I know and I I know I want it to be this way or I figure things out and I want to parent this way whatever but a lot of it I'm still like figuring out like and at the end of the day I'm just trying to do right by her and by others and like but yeah definitely being a mother definitely throws like this whole other thing into it because I again I have to be careful to uh to do to do it all I guess I gotta do it all <laughs> you are you're doing yeah. so many things well and I love I love what you've said in a few of your different answers today about how really I feel like your legacy and your impact in this community is facilitating these conversations and encouraging people to share their stories and connecting people who might have different points of view and, and providing a space for that growth to happen. Um, but I wanna ask you the last question before we go today. It's a question that we ask all of our guests. What do you most love about Jackson County? I love, I love the people. Like I really do. That is, that is it. Like I love the people here. I don't care whether we agree on things or not. Like, I think it's great that we don't always agree on everything. I think the diversity um, of this area, um, I think where it's going diversity wise, because I think there, as I've lived here in this area, in this region for 10 years, I've seen it. Like we've got people coming into this area that it's just the it's we're growing we're changing um expanding and so yeah in one word I or two words one word the people like I love the people here in Silva um and in Jackson County like it's it's really I think if you took all of the the people away like yeah it would still be a beautiful area but like it just wouldn't be the same like yeah you'd have the mountains to look at um these beautiful lakes and all these trails and like but like really the people are like the fabric of this like community obviously and like they're amazing and they inspire me and I've met I just met so many amazing people here that like again they make me want to stay like I say that the things that I've been involved with or like my job or my house or whatever my family or definitely my family yes but like really I think it comes down to like the people I've met like I just keep and even when people leave I always get sad when people leave this area and it, it is sad like I hate when I hate when I lose friends because they want to move across the country but I always realize that like I'm always meeting new people and like those people I'll never be able to replace the people that come here and end up leaving or you know I've lost friends parents that have passed away and or, or anything or anything like that I'll never be able to replace those people but I always am able to like add pe people like <laughs> like to my to my life and to my circle that I always I feel complete like even when people leave like I still can feel complete because there's always all of these people that like are coming into my life and it's just like this moving like I don't know sorry that was, <laughs> that was no I love that, that. I, I I love this idea of like the, definitely the people but the people that have been here and the people to come, yes. which I think is a really cool way of looking at that too. Um, <laughs> Natalie, where can people find you maybe on social media? Also maybe plug your business again. <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you if they want to continue this conversation? So I am on, um, I'm on Facebook, Natalie Newman. I am, I'm all over social media, but honestly, Facebook, it's the one I really kind of, I focus on. Uh, and then, you know, my, my boutique downtown, um, it's Natalie Nicole Boutique and Salon. I'm at 474 West Main Street. Uh, and 
yeah, like it's probably the best way is either Facebook, social media, or uh, or at my boutique at the business is probably the best way to reach me. Uh, if you can catch me, I'm all over the place. So. <laughs> right? Reach out to her if you're in the market for a new building or home, right? Yes, I'm happy to to help someone find their new home or or sell their home or, or whatever it is. I I love real estate and I love I I mean I love I love the boutique. I love real estate. I love all of what I do. I just I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for chatting with us today. We loved getting to hear your story and getting to share it with others. Thank you. I love uh, I love that you guys invited me here. And it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you all. And I'm just excited that you thought enough of me to, to invite me here. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you. The Nectar Series podcast is brought to you by Calliope Stage and Anchor. Logo designed by Zachary Alexander, music by Susan Pepper and Taylor Harris, and editing by Daniel Stanley. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow Calliope Stage on Instagram and Facebook at Calliope Stage. For more updates and ways to join our community, visit www.calliopestage.com.